Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends. It is Wednesday. You are on the Pilgrim's Odyssey and I am your host, Silwan. Great to be with you on this Wednesday. Hopefully your week is just going awesome. The weather here has been beautiful. We've been outside doing all those spring things to get ready for summer in the yard, in the woods, the kids going down to the creek, although it's not quite warm enough to be in the creek. Nothing like watching a little kid who wants to swim in the creek get in too soon and be shivering. And you go, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. (laughs) Great times. Great times. Great times because they take you away from this divisive world that we live in. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about living your faith in a world like the one we face every day, the one that we see in the media. Heck, the one we see from some of our neighbors sometimes. What do you do in a divisive world or speaking up for what you believe in? might get you ridiculed, or worse. And not only that, it increases the desire in you to point fingers and to blame others for the predicament that we are in. It's terribly destructive. Terribly destructive. And the worst part is it changes us, our reaction to things that we are justified in going, hey, that's wrong. If we don't watch how we react... It changes us in a negative way, even if we're right, even if we are right. And then what do you do if you're there stuck in the middle and you want to help others? You want to help change others. You want to do so in a way that doesn't damage you. What do you do? Do you just keep your mouth shut? Well, maybe you do. Today, I'm going to give you an example from a Christian who spent at least 25 years of his life alone in the woods, praying, alone, not talking to anyone. And then after a severe injury he suffered, he spent another thousand nights on a rock praying, looking up to heaven, his arms elevated night after night on a rock praying. He might just have some good advice for you. If you listen, as we talked about yesterday, maybe he won't, but if you listen, maybe he will. Our humble seraphim lived from 1754 to 1833. In the vastness of time, that's not very long ago. And here's what he said. Acquire a peaceful spirit. And around you, thousands will be saved. Said by our Saint Seraphim of Serov. Acquire a peaceful spirit, and around you, thousands will be saved. That's hard today, isn't it? So many things want to drag away our peace, want to trample on our peace. Get into an argument with us, get into a Facebook war. You know, I notice it when I'm traveling. You can't escape it. You look up at the TV and there's news. And as they like to say in the news business, if it bleeds, it leads. Meaning anything that can get your temper flaring, 
get you worried, get you worked up. They're going to put first, whether it's blood or not. All of these things in our lives, the rat race, rushing to get up and get the kids ready and to get to school and to go to work and to come home and you're behind. All of it. What does it do? Makes it hard to do what Oseraphim talked about. Acquire a peaceful spirit, and around you thousands will be saved. People found him in the woods. He didn't have a Facebook page. He didn't put up billboards. People found him because you know why? Back then, a peaceful spirit was rare. It's even rarer today. A true peaceful spirit, somebody that you meet them, and you can just tell, man, they're all right. I could sit here and talk to them, and they'd listen to me. They'd have no need to puff up their chest. They'd have no need to be funny. They'd have no need to make anything that we are about to talk about about them. And that type of person is rare. Now, how do you do that? Do you go into the woods for 25 years? Do you sit on top of a rock for a thousand nights like St. Seraphim did? Maybe. <laughs> As I like to tell people in my classes, you can go on a two-year motorcycle trip like I did to get better or not but it wouldn't be a bad idea neither would a little seclusion I think for most people but it's simpler than that if you think about it Seraphim's advice goes back to the Bible itself 2,000 years what does it say in John chapter 16 verse 33 I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Where's your focus? That's really what that's about, isn't it? And at the end of the day, that's what a humble spirit's about is where's your focus? When you're in the woods in Iraq, you would think it'd be easy for your focus to be on God, but it might not. It might be on what am I going to eat? It might be on how am I going to survive? How am I going to get through this cold winter? You could, be, is he, you could be distracted in the woods as you could in the world. But in the woods, a little bit easier. People aren't around focused on creation but the principles are the same whether you live in New York City or the woods of Russia or whether you live in a small town in Indiana or you live in San Francisco on the bay if you focus if you focus on your faith if you focus on Christ and you live your life that way ordered around that you will find peace and if you don't if you let work and the world's troubles take you away from that, you won't find peace. And it's that simple. It could be so confusing. You know, you see so many different versions of Christianity and faith and different churches and people with different emphases and blah, 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 blah. And it can make it all confusing. What's this all about? What's right? What's wrong? What path do I follow? And in some ways, it's as simple as Seraphim's advice. It's as simple as that verse from John, chapter 16, verse 33. Are you focused on Christ and your faith? And do you let that guide your day or not? It's one reason I love in our church. It's got these hardcore cycle of services, man. It's our Holy Week. Our Pasch is coming up this weekend. It's our Easter you were asked to be in church two times a day. Now, not everybody can make it. But it's saying to you, what is your focus this week? Is your focus just work and then you're going to dress up 
and go, oh yeah, yay for Jesus, or are you really going to focus your life? That's what's wrong with a lot of churches, by the way. It's just one more thing that you do during the week. And a lot of times it's more about the people attending than it is the reason that they're attending. The person that's the focus of it all. Look at what I'm wearing. Look at how happy and fun I am. Look at how God's blessed me. Man, that rock band on Sunday morning was really good. And then what's it about? And what are you doing the rest of the week? And what are you doing on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday? And what are you doing when you wake up? And what are you doing when you go to bed? And what do your kids see you doing? Do your kids see you living your faith and making it first? And is that what they're going to remember? Because if they do, guess what? If you acquire a peaceful spirit, your kids will find themselves one day in a world where they don't have a peaceful spirit and they might want what you had and it might bring them back. But if you've not acquired a peaceful spirit, they're going to look at you and go, what does it matter if I go to church? What does it matter what I believe? And you know what? They're going to be right based on your example. That can be hard to swallow. It can be hard to understand. It's not just our kids. It's people in our community. If you don't have a peaceful spirit, if you don't have the heart and mind of Christ, if it hasn't changed you, Don't expect anybody to take you seriously. And you know what? They probably shouldn't. And that's hard to hear. But sometimes that's exactly what we need to hear. So we'll get down on our knees. We will pray. We'll ask God to guide and direct us and make him the most important things in our life. So until next time, my friends, you know what you got to do to aim high. You got to look at your life and ask yourself, where are my priorities? What is important to me? What am I focused on? Am I heading towards peace? Or am I heading towards all those worldly things? But if you head towards peace, if you're willing to get on the rock, whatever that may mean for you, maybe you'll be able to spread your wings and lift your eyes to heaven and your arms up. And because of the peaceful spirit you acquire, people will want to draw close to you. And if you have close friends, if you're a parent, man, you want that because you want them to find the same thing and to sustain it. And then you will be able to keep your eyes on the things that matter and you will be able to help them do the same thing. And you might just help God save thousands by finding a little bit Peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.